back to Drones in America by Marcus Gale. Yeah, and I lead the Unmanned Aircraft Systems Practice Team at the law firm of Adams & Reese. Today, I am joined by the largest drone manufacturer in America, Skydio. Specifically, I'm joined by Skydio's CEO and founder, Adam Bree, as well as its head of regulatory and policy affairs, Brendan Groves. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. And thanks for having us. I'm super excited to be here. Likewise. So Adam, let's start with you. In addition to being the CEO of Skydio, you're also a co-founder. Tell me a little bit about your background and what led you to this point. Uh, so I, I've been building small flying things for most of my life. I grew up flying radio controlled airplanes, which were kind of the predecessors to drones. Um, and it's actually interesting looking back on it to see how, uh, in a lot of cases, the roots of the industry do come from, from kind of the, the radio control world. Um, so I took it way too seriously. I traveled all over the country flying in aerobatic competitions with my dad. Uh, and that's really what got me interested in, in engineering. And then I was fortunate to be starting grad school at MIT around the time when you could first take RC airplane components, put them together and start to put computers and cameras and sensors on there uh, and get them to do smart stuff. Um, so I was really lucky timing wise. And the main output of my master's project was an airplane that could fly itself around in a parking garage using only onboard sensors. Uh, so this was research I did with my co-founders as grad students um, from about 2007 through, through 2012 uh, at MIT. And it was really fun, interesting stuff. Uh, but it was before drones were really seen as a, a new technology category. And we were just working on it at the time because it was interesting and fun and challenging. Uh, but uh, you know, what, what motivated us to start the company was, was looking out and seeing all the incredible applications of drones, consumers using them for video, businesses using them for inspection, mapping, monitoring, security, uh, and, and feeling like we weren't really going to be able to realize the full potential of what drones could do until you could trust the device to fly itself. And we see that, uh, that's how we think about autonomy, and we see that as, as really a foundational layer that, that moves the whole industry forward because it changes the paradigm. It shifts a drone from something that takes enormous time and practice to get it to do anything valuable for you to uh, you know, something that you can deploy in the background and have, useful, have it do useful work for you all the time. Uh, and that's really what we're about as a company. That's what we focused on uh, since we got started. We believe that the consumer device was an incredibly exciting product, the autonomous flying camera, and also a really powerful foundation for, for enterprise applications. So we've always been interested in the enterprise space, um, and it's just kind of been a question of when the market was ready and when our technology was mature enough to meet the needs. Um, and I think that's what you're starting to see come to life today with, with some of the announcements that we made this week, which is really building on work that's happened over the last couple of years. Absolutely. So you guys started in 2014, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So after MIT, um, we, my co-founders and I worked at, at Google for a year and a half. We helped start Google's drone program. Um, and then started Skydio in, in 2014. You know, I, I bet year after year, you were watching and waiting for some substantial regulatory developments and other advancements in order to see this technology really take off. And here we are in 2020, and I think needless to say, it's kind of a big year. So it's gotta be rewarding for you, who's been doing this for a minimum of six years to finally see some movement. Yeah, well, look, I've, I've always been pretty optimistic. I, I think you kind of have to be when you start a company. I mean, I think that the um, the regulatory trend line, from my perspective, has been very positive. Like when we were at Google in 2012, people were afraid the FAA was just going to shut the whole thing down. There was going to be no drone industry. Um, and that's not at all what's happened. Uh, you know, 
there's there's been kind of a nice incremental path with waivers and then those waivers kind of getting codified into regulations and then new sets of waivers on top. And it may not be happening as fast as, as some people would like. Uh, but, you know, I think there's, there's, there's real concerns out there about safety and other things. Uh, and, and the trend line I think has been positive. And I think you're also right that we're, we're getting to a pretty exciting point now where I still think it's very early. I still think we're at a tiny fraction of the drone use that we'll ultimately see. Um, as autonomy uh, really becomes prevalent and, and as the regulations come to reflect that. Uh, but we're at a point now where there's a lot of companies, big enterprises, medium, small businesses doing all kinds of interesting, useful stuff with drones. I certainly agree. Now, Brendan, let's shift to you. You have both a military and a legal background. So how did you come to end up at Skydio? Sure. Well, I'm. I would love to say that I'm. I'm as as nerdy as, as Adam was and grew up flying <laughs> RC airplanes. I I did grow up fascinated by flight and actually earned my pilot's license in high school. And then before joining the company, I had a decade long career in the federal government that revolved around aviation and technology policy and national security. Beginning, as you said, as an officer in the Air Force, where I had the the really great opportunity to be sort of on the vanguard of the unmanned revolution in the defense world and advise commanders and pilots of remotely piloted aircraft conducting operations all over the world. Um, so that was, that was really a fantastic experience. I then um, later went to the Department of Justice where I had the chance to develop and then lead and then scale their program. And, and in the course of that experience, I realized that we in the Department of Justice and our enterprise colleagues who were developing drone programs at the time, this is a few years ago, we needed two things. We needed autonomy and we needed security. Um, we needed drones that wouldn't crash. We needed drones that would let our frontline personnel, no matter what they were doing, conducting a mission or conducting an inspection, we needed drones that would let them focus on the mission while the drone focused on the flying. And the second was equally important. We needed drones that, that were, would secure our data um, which, which, which is sensitive, of course, and that applies not only to government uses, but also enterprise uses. So there were only a handful, if that, of companies that met both requirements. And so the opportunity to join Skydio is really an opportunity to, to help catapult a company that meets both of those core requirements, which are really central to um, both, again, enterprise users and on the public sector. And I want to go back to something that Adam brought up. And of course, you also mentioned, Brendan, that's autonomy. The fact that we're talking about an autonomous drone solution. Um, people in the industry, um, especially people in the public, but even some people who are a little bit more involved in the industry, somewhat confuse the terms unmanned and autonomous. And not realizing those are, in fact, two um, very different things. And while having an unmanned system, of course, is fantastic having an autonomous system really takes it um, to the next level. Adam, I'm gonna let you uh, speak on that. You know, how important is it to emphasize the benefits of autonomy with, with this technology that Scotty has developed? Well, look, I, I think in the long run, I think it's gonna be everything. I mean, we have a perspective on this as a company um, and this is where we made massive investments. But if you just look at, you know, you can look at sort of the trajectory of of other categories of devices that kind of go through these these transitions to software defined experiences. So in the early days of the PC industry, you know, they were, um, you know, you had to be an expert kind of hacker programmer to do anything. Everything happened at the command prompt. 
Um, and then there was the transition to the graphical user interface with the first Mac, um, with Windows, and it just totally changed the paradigm. It's a software-defined experience. It's accessible to way more people. Um, it's much easier to use. It's application-specific. Uh, and then with phones, I think we see a similar thing. You know, in the, the mid-2000s, we went from kind of hardware-centric uh, devices with, with limited functionality to software-defined devices with uh, basically unlimited functionality. And, and that's really what we think autonomy means for drones. It turns it into a software-defined experience. And software is inherently scalable. If you can get software to work uh, for a particular application, that becomes available to anyone, anywhere, anytime for them to use it. Uh, and, and that's what you can see with some of the announcements that we made this week. So one of the products that we announced is HouseScan. Um, so residential roof inspection is an application that, that people have talk, been talking about doing with drones for, for years now, but nobody's been able to do it scalably because it's a very challenging task to fly a drone in close to a roof, capture all the data you need, not crash into anything. Um, and that's something that we fully automated. You know, you basically tap on the house, the drone uses its onboard AI to recognize it. It scans every facet. Um, and, and it just totally changes the paradigm. Uh, and similarly with 3D Scan, another product that we announced this week, another software product. And, you know, we show this inspecting a bridge where you basically say, here's the volume of the thing that I want to look at. The drone uses its onboard intelligence to figure out, uh, you know, where it should go. It captures all the data you need to assess damage, uh, reconstruct a 3D model. Um, and, you know, as, as exciting as those products are, and I think they really are incredibly exciting, they're really meaningful thing for those industries. It, it's still just the tip of the iceberg. I think that the thing that people don't understand about autonomy is that there's a lot of layers. Every layer builds on the last one, and there's just this continually expanding set of capabilities. Uh, and the better they get, the more you can trust them, the, the more of them you can do. Absolutely. And you mentioned some press announcements that came out this week. Um, you had not one, not two, but really it sounds like at least three major press announcements game-changing for the industry. And I, I want to talk about that. And I guess I'll turn this one over to Brendan. Let's start with you about this. Um, so, you know, I mentioned three announcements and Adam kind of just um, hinted on one of them, some uh, software for roof inspections and, and other applications that's certainly going to improve efficiency and operations among end-user industries. Really, I want to hear about the X2 family of drones, which of course was another huge announcement that you guys came out with earlier this week. So Brendan, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, so I'm happy to kick it off, but this is really an exciting evolution in the Skydio product line. So beginning with the R1, which Adam and company released in 2018 that proved the possibility and the power of autonomous flight, which was built on in the Skydio 2, which really brought that to market, experienced incredible levels of adoption in the consumer space and really organic adoption across the enterprise sector as well as the public sector. Skydio X2 builds on that foundation but takes it to the next level. It's a ruggedized, portable, folding frame uh, with much longer flight time, but that same core autonomy architecture, the Skydio autonomy core that allows you to focus on your mission while your drone focuses on the flying. But now it flies a lot longer um, and it, it has a lot more powerful capabilities than any other sort of product on the market. And I think it's directly responsive, certainly the needs that I saw when I was in public service and had the opportunity to help oversee the integration of drones into the national airspace serving on the FAUA US Executive Committee. You know, we, we saw the need for products like this that would inherently improve airspace safety and Skydio X2 has the power to do that across um, the enterprise 
sector and conduct lots of things that people have been talking about for a decade or more, but haven't really, um, they haven't really come to fruition because it, there's been no way to conduct them sort of safely at scale. Um, but, but the X2 family of drones has the, has the chance to, to change that. And then looking at the material you guys have posted, it, it looks like, you know, while Scotty has always um, had a mind to certainly help businesses utilize drones, it especially looks like X2 is, is a scalable product, or rather it's a product that really increases scalability and that could appeal to a wide use of, um, a wide range of end user industries. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that we, the, the customer conversations that fed into the design of X2 were pretty wide ranging. We talked to folks in public safety, a lot of high-end enterprise inspection, security kind of use cases, as well as government use cases um, from, you know, search and rescue uh, to defense. Um, and, and, you know, we saw sort of a convergence of needs that, that led us to develop the product. Um, and it, you know, it's, a, it's an incredibly capable, powerful platform. Um, it, it builds on the same core autonomy foundation, but as Brendan said, it's kind of the, the enterprise bigger brother. Thanks, Adam. And I actually wanna move on to another huge announcement you guys made this week. Normally when people think COVID-19, the time period we're living in, they think um, people pinching pennies, really experiencing economic hardships, but Skydio, amazingly, was able to complete a $100 million fundraising round, which is remarkable, especially given the times we're in right now. I mean, $100 million is not a small piece of change. So, Adam, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so I, I, the fir first thing I would say is that it is a really challenging time um, for us as a country and really the whole world. Uh, and, and, you know, we're, we're impacted as well. We've been working from home, our ability to manufacture drones was was paused uh, briefly because of California shelter in place um, and I think it's it's something that we're all we're all struggling through um, I think as a company you know we're extremely fortunate uh, that we you know we have the products and the momentum that we do um, and that you know the, the fundraising I think is is a nice validation of the opportunity that's there and the progress that we've made as a company from the investor community um, and and we're excited about it and I think this is one of the largest, if not the largest fundraising rounds um, by a, a drone company. Um, and, you know, the stuff that we're most excited about is the customer success and the product. Uh, but I think all of it together, you know, we're really challenging the myth that I think people built up um, over the last few years that American companies uh, can't succeed in the space, um, which, you know, we of course never believed. Um, and I think the opportunity for, for a new and different kind of product that's software centric um, that meets the need of of consumer enterprise and government customers is is really really clear, and we're seeing that with with our customers, um, and and investors are seeing it and believing it too now. It certainly is, if not the largest one, the largest fundraising rounds I've seen lately, and it's a testament to the faith that investors have in you guys' products and where the industry is headed. And you mentioned, um, Adam, about the fact that it's an American manufactured product and how that kind of adds to the remarkability of the fundraising round. We have seen the United States government really kind of pay a lot of attention, especially lately, to the whole uh, issue of Chinese or any country foreign source drones compared to American manufactured products. And I've actually had this discussion with several people in our industry, um, a mutual friend of Brendan and mine, and you many are too, 
you may know her too. Don Zoldai and I both authored articles on this uh, foreign source drone phenomenon, I guess you could say. And uh, what we both kind of came to the conclusion of is we see uh, certain foreign source sorry, we see certain foreign source drones kind of taking a Nokia role and being like a Nokia product. Uh, no offense to Nokia, it's just we all remember having Nokia cell phones and now the vast majority of us don't. Um, many of us have I, Apple products, of course, there's also Android and others as well, but it's almost like Skydio is positioning itself to be an Apple-like company, which is pretty amazing to see. Uh, Brendan, what emphasis do you guys put on the fact when you're marketing your products that this is homegrown in America? We certainly do emphasize that, but we spend most of our time talking about the power of autonomy. And that's, that's true with respect to consumer customers. It's certainly true for enterprise customers, and it's definitely true for public sector companies. companies. Um, there, there has been an awakening, I suppose, with respect to the risk presented um, to Internet of Things devices. And drones in the last five years have joined the Internet of Things. This is the the web of devices that work best when connected to networks. And drones are certainly that. They're designed to connect to networks. And so we've seen in the enterprise and also in the public sector an awareness that, that drones present a potential cybersecurity threat, so they should be carefully evaluated to mitigate any of those risks. We've also seen an awareness that, that products you know, made in China or made by companies based in China may present unique and concerning levels of risk. So those two trend lines exist sort of independent of the, the drone industry, but they've sort of impacted now and you're seeing them really come to light. So Skydio is certainly well positioned to meet those needs. You know, we have extremely high levels of cybersecurity and supply chain security because we do make our products in the United States and we carefully source the components in those products. Um, and, and that's why we become a trusted vendor to major enterprises as well as public sector entities. But I, I think you're going to see this, and you have seen this, you know, well outside of the drone space. The drone space is really just sort of one microcosm of this, this broader awakening. And people certainly, you know, and, and I don't know if it's because of the news stories that have been circulating lately. Of course, not just, um, not just drone related, but People are, I've really noticed a trend in people being proud of owning American made, you know, technology, American made devices. And I think Skydio is going to be no exception. And along those lines, this is going to be a very big year, as both of you know, for the regulatory environment for drones. We have at least a couple big rules coming out, um, supposedly at the end of this year. Um, the FA is confident we'll have those rules come out. We have the final rule on ops over people and during night and as well as of course remote identification. Adam, how do you see remote identification affecting uh, Skydio's success levels? So I think that remote ID is, is one of these kind of core ingredients that needs to be in place uh, to really have scalable drone use, especially uh, for, for professional enterprise and public sector use. Um, so it, it's something that in general, we're very excited and supportive of. Um, and, you know, I, I think that from my 
kind of my personal perspective, but this is just generally true, like pure anonymity is usually bad for responsible use. And so some form of, of being able to, um, to tie particular drones, to particular operators um, from an accountability standpoint, from a tracking standpoint, I think is, is really important. Now there's a, lot of, there's a lot of technical details about how we actually pull that off. Um, it's, it's not a simple problem and I, I empathize with the, the folks that are, are tasked with sort of navigating all the details there. Um, and it's something that, you know, we've, we've participated in as a company. Um, and, and one of the things that we're always looking to do is, is make sure that um, as much as we can, we're informing the folks that are making these decisions about what's coming from a technology perspective over the next two to three years, two to five years, maybe. Uh, because I think there's a tendency to sort of craft regulations from the status quo today uh, without thinking about, you know, what might be possible in a world where drones are capable of navigating completely visually and may not have GPS all the time, or they're capable of uh, flying in a, in a trustworthy way and avoiding obstacles better than a person could. Um, and so, you know, I think there's, there's room to have those conversations with the folks that are making decisions. That's something that we're always interested in, in doing. Um, but, you know, in, in general, I'm, I'm excited about, um, you know, about remote ID. I think it's a, it's a, it's a necessary thing. Uh, it's a healthy thing for the industry. Um, and I think it's also going to help improve public perception of drones, which of course is a huge, huge aspect of the industry moving forward. We absolutely need to have public acceptance. Um, I actually was on a, a quote unquote meeting this morning because we're all meeting by Zoom right now with the FAA, with the client discussing the importance of taking drones out into the streets and showing the public what they are, what they can do, letting members of the public hold a drone actually realize that it's not necessarily some nefarious, evil, villainous device, but it actually can remarkably improve your life. Brendan, how important is community to Skydio's um, marketing efforts and how it wants to see its products move this industry forward? Right. Uh, we, we think about it in terms of trust. So on the product side, as Adam said, we want to build products that are inherently trustworthy, products that are perfectly capable of flying themselves with little to no human input. That's what we've certainly done with the Skydio 2 and now the Skydio X2. But the, the next um, evolution is really ensuring that the public has the same level of trust that the product does um, by its operator. You need both in order for the industry to truly grow, to truly scale, um, and we think about this in, in terms of, again, building products, products that inherently build trust because they work well, they don't crash, but also with, with taking firm positions that advance responsible use that is, that is necessary to build and maintain public trust. So Skydio has done this in a unique way. So as you may have seen earlier this week, Skydio released a first of a kind set of policy and ethical principles called the Skydio Engagement and Responsible Use Framework. To our knowledge, we're the first drone company to do that. It's because uh, responsible use is at the core of who we are as a company. And we see that that's a real potential impediment for the industry as a whole, um, but it's also an opportunity because we do think that this technology, especially autonomy technology will earn the public stress and we wanna help, we wanna help make that true. Um, so you're gonna see a lot more of that from Skydio taking not only product design decisions that build trust, but working with external stakeholders from governments to civil society, 
organizations, to industry associations, to advance the laws and the standards and the policies that will over time, you know, build community support, not only domestically, but around the world. You know, and echoing on that, um, when I was on the phone this morning with an FAA official, they were discussing the importance of letting state and local government leaders know what drones are, know what they can do, because there are so many different levels of understanding of what unmanned aircraft systems are. You know, you have many people who are catching on and realizing all the end user industries that are uh, maximizing the utilization of this technology and achieving those benefits, but then you unfortunately still have a large part of society that, you know, when they think of drones, they think these movies where the villain at the end unleashes his choice of weapon and it's a drone. And, it, and it's not just action movies. I mean, it was even, my kids and I, we watched Sonic the Hedgehog uh, recently. And, you know, I didn't think there'd be another movie where drones ended up being the villain, but sure enough, the, the main bad guy unleashes this form of drones. These, this is a real problem for America. And, you know, I think the fact that Skydio, like I said, is homegrown, but also that you guys do focus on safety and autonomy at the same time, and you are committed to getting the positive message out there, I think that's, you know, a unique combination that inevitably is going to contribute and is already contributing to you guys' success. Yeah, I think that, you know, new technologies are always tricky. And I think that there's some amount of just healthy civilizational skepticism that comes along with, with new technologies because we don't know what it's going to, you know, we don't know what it means exactly. Um, sometimes you can see the misuse and abuse vectors before you can see the positive benefits. Um, I don't know who said this exactly, but I think somebody, I heard somebody say, uh, if, you know, if the automobile was invented today, it would be banned immediately. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think that's likely true. I mean, the things are like, they're we giant. We would still be riding horses. Yeah, like it, you know, if you, if you think of like the impact a car has, like the amount of pollution it causes, the number of people that die in car accidents, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just like on a completely different scale, um, arguably in terms of risk reward to, to other things. Um, that are, are newer, but, you know, people are naturally hesitant of, of new stuff. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an optimist here again. I think that there's so many useful things that, that drones can do. Like if you imagine a world where um, drones are responding to 911 calls to provide critical information to, to first responders to make better decisions, um, where they're inspecting all of our critical infrastructure in near real time and, and used to monitor forestry um, and used to track construction projects and keep them on track and monitor crops. I mean, there's so many use cases where it's just clear that drones like have the potential to make the, the world work better and be safer and make things more efficient. Um, that, you know, I, I think that as we live into those possibilities, uh, perceptions will change. They already are changing. Uh, you know, I think that if you, if you ask somebody what a drone was 10 years ago, uh, my guess is you'd get a much more negative uh, view than, than, what you asked today. It may not be as positive. Or you think a like, large military vehicle. Exactly. Yeah. A large military vehicle. Um, whereas now, you know, some people might think consumer toy. Um, some people maybe have some notion uh, of, of public sector use. Um, but, you know, I think that the, I, I ultimately view this as, as something that's, you know, what are the things we can control? And as an industry, I think making good products that, that deliver value for people, help the world work a little bit better. Um, eventually people see that. I think they already are. 
I agree. And I think COVID-19 has actually presented a unique opportunity for our industry to show, you know, really shine. And it, it's been a horrible time for many industries in America. Aviation, certainly no exception, but there is kind of a silver lining. And, you know, a, a few market strategists have, have talked about this. Um, this has presented an opportunity for our industry to show what we can do. Um, from test deliveries to inspections, just all things, drones by their nature are social distancers. So it all, uh, you know, it, it all kind of is presenting an opportunity. We're almost out of time, but before we go, I'd like um, one of you to talk about your participation in the integration pilot program, which I think is so important because it kind of ties together everything we talked about, state and local government working together with industry to drive this industry forward. Yeah, I'll, I'll let Brendan take that. I mean, he's, he's been on the front lines of this for a while. So, well, the IPP is actually the perfect example of getting state and local governments involved in advancing the frontiers of unmanned flight, right? That's the whole premise of the IPP, which was a genius idea um, between the White House and the FAA. So, Scotty was a member of two IPPs where we're really pushing the boundaries and, and getting approval right now, you, you know, for operations that will make drones much more useful. So we're a member of the San Diego IPP with our partners, the Chula Vista Police Department. And within the last two weeks, we are proud to announce the receipt of a pathbreaking waiver for the Chula Vista Police Department, um, earned in coordination with Skydio that allows them to fly drones in close proximity and at low altitude um, to enhance public safety in Chula Vista in a way that builds public trust. This is as far as we know, perhaps the first FAA waiver that allows beyond visual line of sight flights without a visual observer or the use of really expensive and really cumbersome ground-based surveillance. And you're gonna see us, um, I think, you know, advance the same sort of premise under part 107, where it has for just phenomenal possibilities for enterprise users that want to um, inspect their infrastructure and fly right behind, for instance, a bridge, a bridge pylon, um, they would want to conduct those operations too. So a lot of promising breakthroughs there. Um, and we obviously have really appreciated working closely with the FAA and you're going to see a lot more of this in the, in the next few weeks. Thanks, Brendan. The FAA has been fantastic in encouraging these kinds of partnerships. And, you know, I think what a lot of people in our industry don't realize, there's so much work that needs to be done on the state and local level, because once you secure the confidence of those government decision makers and the constituents living in those areas, we are far more likely to be able to help the FAA move this regulatory environment forward. So um, Skydio certainly is doing its part in helping that happen. Um, we're out of time, but I want to thank both you gentlemen for appearing today. Um, I'm looking forward to the time where when I ask someone what kind of drone they have, um, at least half the time it'll be Skydio instead of another company. I'm hearing it more and more, which is great to see. And I think with, um, with the X2 family, the new software, the $100 million fundraise, you guys are just knocking out of the park and I'm excited to see you guys do it. So thanks for being on the program, uh, Brendan Groves and Adam Bree. Do you guys have anything else you'd like to close with? Uh, no, this has been great, Grant. I really appreciate you having us on. Um, it's fun to talk about uh, the products and the market and everything. Uh, I think, you know, probably the last thing I'd say is I hope everybody out there is as optimistic and as excited as we are about the industry. Because I think we're, you know, 
there's there's great things happening today, but it's still very early days. The products, the technology, everything's getting better. The use cases are still getting developed. Um, and I think there's, you know, this is just the most exciting time in the world to be working on this stuff. And, and we're fortunate to be a part of it. Great. I appreciate it, guys. Um, thanks again to Skydio for joining us today. And tune in next week for Drones in America by Market Scale. <laughs>